What's going on, everybody? This is Drew here. I want to welcome you all to a brand new episode of Phoenix Down. This is Phoenix Down, episode number 76.0. And we are continuing our Year of the Bad Games with uh, the PlayStation exclusive, Haze. Today I have with me Matt. Hello, friends. And Anthony. So, as we start all of our series off, we go around the table and ask, what's your history with Hayes? Let's start with Anthony. Uh, So I bought a PS3, and I wanted cheap games for it. And I can kind of list in order. There was Monster Madness, which I don't own anymore. Wasn't great. Um, Haze, which I bought, like, these are all games I bought for, like, brand new for, like, $10 and under. I think I got Haze for $5, and I got, um, Nier for, like, 10 Um, and, uh, Haze was something I turned on and played for a little bit, like, up until where you get to the helicopter, and then I stopped carrying originally. It felt like, um... I don't want to say a mediocre shooter, but it didn't feel like the jump. Like, because I'd already played Halo 3 at a friend's house on 360, and this is no Halo 3 in terms of, like, the shooting. Yeah. So, I was kind of disappointed. Um, not the, that I knew that it was supposed to be the Halo killer or anything. It just d- didn't feel next-gen to me. Okay. Uh, so you played it but never finished it. Yeah. Okay. All right, Matt. How about you? Um, well, I first would say shooting definitely feels like a step up from Damnation because oh. I did finish Damnation uh, wow. over over the weekend. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm not sure that's the right word, but hey, I saw you <laughs> tweet it out. Yeah, I, I don't know. It was. It was easy enough on easy that I figured I would see it through to the end. I still I am going to, but uh, I haven't yet. So it, it was interesting starting this game up again because I'm like, oh, this feels like a real game, <laughs> like a finished game, even though it's you know it's got plenty of its own issues. But as as for my history, I was relatively caught up in the game at the time it came out. Um, I got a PS3 fairly early. I didn't have a 360, so uh, I was more or less tied into the the PS3 launch schedule and uh, following each each new game and you know it being an exclusive and it being my free radical. Who you know I didn't play. I guess a lot of shooters on the PS2, but I did love Time Splitters, mm-hmm. Time Splitters 2 especially. So hearing that they were coming out with a new game and it was a PS3 exclusive, it had a a reasonable amount of hype behind it, so I was pretty amped up, only to be relatively deflated before ever playing it, based on all the reviews and and the discussion around it. So I don't know. I kind of went in the first time with kind of mixed emotions and mixed expectations for the game. So, um, I bought it soon after launch. Yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say. So I know I keep saying we we all keep saying PlayStation Three exclusive. This was originally supposed to be a timed exclusive for PlayStation, and it was supposed to be another. It was supposed to be released on 360 and Windows as well, but those were canceled. 
And yeah, this was the and last... Go ahead. I think this was... And then it ended up being the last game that I think they made under the Free Radical name, right? Yes. Because they ended up getting bought by uh, Crytek, and yes. then they became Crytek whatever bloody label they Cry- were. Crytek uh, UK. UK, that's right. And then they made so we're playing back-to-back studio killers. <laughs> Technically, yes. I mean, Crytek UK went off to make Crisis 2 and 3. So, they're still doing stuff? No, they're not. They're they're defunct. Oh, are they defunct now? Yeah, as of 2014. Mm. Remember, Crytek had a bunch of issues happen, and I'm pretty sure that this was part of the a lot of people getting screwed. Yeah, um, that's when Crytek started pay- stop paying people. Oh, right. <laughs> that, that thing. They didn't make Homefront, though, did they? No, that was... Oh, wait, no. Um, Homefront they were they, they were they were originally, um, and then they sold it off to Deep Silver and uh, Coke Media, and then the guys from Crytek UK became Deep Silver Dam Buster Studios. So they did, so sort of? technically? <laughs> y- yes. Wow. Okay. And that's the only game they've made. <laughs> and that was 2016. So. Yeah. And that game that game could be put on this list, honestly, for games that got reviewed poorly, but I'm telling you right now, I've played it, and it's not bad. It's just Urban Far Cry with a little less polish. Yeah. Anyway, Matt, continue. Um, yeah, so I, I picked up the game. I, I don't think I picked it up immediately. I think given the reviews, I waited a little bit, picked it up for 20 or $30, played through it. I, I finished it. It's not a long game, not too hard to finish. And I, I just remember kind of being a little unenthused. Uh, I don't think I hated it as much as the reviews said I should um, mostly because I'm like it works it's a game it you know it's not don't feel broken but even even at the time it really felt more like it was just a missed opportunity more than it was an abject failure um, so that's it I honestly I think this was pre trophies right yes yes. And so uh, a lot of games, when they patched them for trophies, I replayed. This is a game that, honestly, I played through it that one time and never again touched it until this past weekend. Well, there you go. They never patched in a trophy for this game. So, uh, yeah, uh, my history is when this game came out, uh, I was still a subscriber to Gamefly. So I game flied this game and in about a weekend or maybe a half a week I completed it, sent it back to Gamefly and never thought of it again. I didn't think it was inherently bad. Um but in two thousand eight when this game came out, I was I was getting into the video game journalist stuff. I wasn't writing for any website. I was doing, um, I was doing uh, a podcast uh, that was mainly for PC gaming. I was the console person on the PC gaming thing, 
I doubt you can even find those uh, episodes anymore. In fact, I I know you can't. <laughs> that website doesn't even exist anymore. Um, but I I had wanted to check out Hayes at least, and because I was in the whole loop of the journalists and stuff like that, I can't remember who said it, but some website or magazine called it the potential Halo killer. And I said, that's a bit of a stretch, probably. Didn't work for Killzone. <laughs> no. Oh, kills, kills. The first Killzone game is great. And the second and third one ate shit because of that Halo killer stuff. I, I don't care. Not in that deep three trail. I, well, yeah, but I don't care what anybody says. Killzone 2's multiplayer is fantastic. Killzone 3 altogether is a great game. I'm not denying that. Like, even I liked Mercenary on the PSP. It's Mercenary on the PSP, I believe. No, it's Liberation on Liberation. PSP. Mercenary, yeah. Mercenary's on the Vita. Um, and, like, sh- like they're, they're all great games. It's just, like, they, they shouldn't have compared themselves to competition. No. And that's... I don't think Hayes was trying to compete with Halo. I think websites, for some reason, so here's the deal with Hayes, that, and I, I saw it because I, I was in that loop, was that they, back then, they used to do demos. They'd have public demos where they would, they would bring a bunch of journalists in and say, here, check out our new game, you know, here's, we're gonna, you know, wine and dine you a little bit, and, you know, they used to do that a lot. Press, press, Junkets, whatever you want to call it, I don't know. And this game demoed really well. And I think, you know, I guarantee you what happened is they played probably the first hour of that game. And then everybody wrote up their thing saying, man, this is actually kind of cool. This is, you know, you got this little, this uh, special ability that lets you like move faster and highlights enemies and it looks really cool. And Especially if you pair it with kind of the idea of the game. Yeah. Of here's, here's why this game will be good. Yeah. The Nectar mechanic could possibly be a game changer. Because it's, it's, especially with multiplayer, think about multiplayer, like, you know, somebody could juice up on Nectar and they have an advantage over somebody else, but then somebody else uses Nectar and, you know, it's, there's, there's tons of possibilities there. This is, by the way, the, that whole mechanic is sort of taken from a previous Far Cry game. Oh. Uh, so when they brought the Far Cry games to the Xbox, it became... Well, the first game is linear. It is not open world. It's just a bunch of maps that... like It's like Crisis, the setup. Yeah. Um, but when they, Ubisoft brought that to the original Xbox, they, uh, it was Far Cry Instincts. Instincts. Yeah. And then they reissued it on uh, Xbox 360. There's actually two... And then they combined the two into Far Cry Instincts Predator. Um, and you had this, like, sort of, like, needle thing you could inject in you and made you faster and stronger and stuff. And, like, that's the same sort of idea. I, I think it even gave you some sort of weird vision. Not the same. It doesn't highlight enemies in the same ma- manner, but it was a very similar aspect. So I think this game demoed really well. And back then websites much like today now it's youtubers that's trying to do it 
trying to do that little clickbait, some website said potential Halo killer Hayes, and the everybody just jumped on board of that. Of course, people were laughing about it. Some people were were saying, "Oh, I'm I'm all about it," because you know back then, man, I tell you, P, PS3 and Xbox 360 probably had the worst fanboys I've yeah. ever seen. Nintendo Super Nintendo Sega Genesis. Yeah. But the thing is is that they couldn't swear at each other online. Oh yeah. It, it was a different it, that was schoolyard stuff. You know. Um but here, you know, you you got it's everywhere. That's the thing is like you can see it everywhere. And that just fueled the fire, man. And when Hayes came out, which is a a halfway decent first person shooter, and they they you know dubbed it the Halo Killer, and everybody's like, "There's nothing special about this game." It just killed killed everything about it. the The problem is is that Hayes failed because of its hype and I don't even think they were the ones generating it so yeah I game flight it played it sent it back apparently this game had online co-op at one time yeah you can't play that anymore no they turned off the servers fun fact very clear (laughs) yeah Uh, fun fact because that that message pops up every time you boot up the game, uh, I decided to look it up. There is a Facebook page that uh, started a potential petition to get them to turn the servers back on. Uh, the Facebook page, the last time it was active was 2013. <laughs> uh, I don't know how many people were involved. But somebody out there really liked Hayes multiplayer. So, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to happen, guys. Um, I forgot to mention in my history, in uh, I remember I remember seeing Hayes a lot because I mean it's a very unique uh, yellow style at the time. I mean it'd be a couple of years before Deus Ex um, would come out and use the same sort of coloring scheme. Um, but the mantle trooper costume, which is the haze armor, um, the mantle trooper, uh, showed, the costume showed up in Rayman Raving Rabbits too. I couldn't remember what game I had to look it up, but I remember being like, yes, I remember being like, Oh, that's the costume from haze before I even played the game. I was like, yep, I recognize that. Well, there you go. So, uh, another fun fact, um, Free Radical, uh, had some of the original members from Rare, including the director, David Doak. If anybody remembers David Doak, he is the guy who worked on Goldeneye. Uh, in fact, he is in Goldeneye. His face is in Goldeneye, and there is a character in Goldeneye named Dr. Doak, and he plays Dr. Doak. So, yeah. So I guess Ubisoft still owns the rights to Haze. Is that what it is? I'd assume so. Yeah. Not not one of their hottest properties. I guess not. 
I don't. Think and I'm looking. Actually, yeah. I'm looking at a magazine spread uh, that would have been two pages of uh, from Hardcore Gamer magazine. Somebody has like the perfect scan of it, and it doesn't say anything about Halo. It says "Fight the Addiction, Expose the Truth." That's it. Hmm. It doesn't like, and I, I found a different ad on Google, uh, and it doesn't like it. It only boasts about what it is, not about what it's going to try to take down or anything. So it's definitely not their marketing. Well, there you go. So, but but I scroll down, and it's funny that. So the next one is the next ad is Time Crisis Four, which not a lot of people played because it required a peripheral, and Heavenly Sword, which let's just talk about the graphics of this game. This game does not hold up very well. All right, so I'll I'll say this: the the visuals don't hold up, but I think the animations do. Agreed. Like the, I was, the, the visuals have that butter effect. Yeah. The 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 thing that that got me was like when you know when you're in the the ship and the guys are talking and they're you know they're doing fluid hand movements and stuff like that and I was like the animations actually look pretty good but when you look at their deadpan faces I'm just like eee. so I don't know there's there's some decent animations there there's production value in this game that's the thing um. I don't know. This is, <laughs> and the story, the story's okay. Oh, see, I like the story. This uh, well, to me, the story's okay. The dialogue is horrible. I, well, I is, is the dia- dialogue horrible, or is it supposed to be horrible? Like all of your squad mates. Your I squad- mean, that's intentionally bad. Yeah, I, I. Get a lot of Far Cry vibes from this game, like a lot of them, uh, and it's not because of like similar aspects. Like, it's not even because we're in the jungle. Just the story they are telling is very, very much like Far Cry Two, Far Cry Three sort of level of writing. Um, I mean, the four and from what I've heard of five um, and seen of five, it, like those games got a little bit more comedic and like over the top, but like two and three were trying to make some sort of statement. Uh, whether or not they succeeded is a totally different thing. But like, if you listen to like Voss's dialogue, he's supposed to be a psycho. And so are these guys, except these guys think they're in the right. Yeah. Right. Like Voss knows like to some extent, that he's doing the wrong thing. Like, it's very clear that Voss is thinks he's right, but he doesn't think he's doing good. Like he, when he throws you off the cliff, he's not like blind to the fact of what he's doing, and these guys are. And I think they're supposed to be these ramped up speedheads that just want to kill people. And you've and and when you see like the soldier that doesn't take his meds. That gets kicked off the uh, or gets refused on the uh, helicopter. They even say we're gonna go back and beat the shit out of them. Like these guys are psychotic. Like these are the worst soldiers possible because they have no empathy. And then the drug just amplifies that. And because once you talk to the um, 
people later on, they don't sound like their dialogue isn't as terrible. So <clears throat> there's a few things that they do really cool with this game that I thought was pretty, pretty good. And it actually harkens to uh, another thing that I really enjoy. There's an episode of Black Mirror that I immediately started thinking of uh, with this this uh, game. So let's talk a little bit about the story. We don't have to go through like a walkthrough of it, but so in the future, <laughs> um, I, I guess much like Deus Ex, stuff's kind of ran by corporations now. Uh, Mantle Corporation. What it says here, the game takes place in a uh, dystopian future where Mantle Corporation rules the world with a drug called Nova Ketothyrazine, also known as Nectar, a nutritional supplement that enables soldiers to fight harder and smarter, but it also induces a hallucinogenic effect. So, one of the things that this drug does is not only makes you stronger and able to take more damage and stuff like that. It also makes you see things or better yet not see things, which I think is so, so very imaginative. Yeah. And I think the, the, the points that you just made kind of separate out, like it's got its video game enhancements of, you know, you can run longer, you can zoom more, you can see the enemies. Those are all the gamey parts. But the the not seeing the enemies is really about the story in the world. Yeah. And then obviously never go into, you know, what this drug actually does to cause these effects. But it, it is interesting that you've got kind of both both halves in here. And that's and that's the reason why I kind of forgive the, the dialogue because, like, from specific characters, of course. I mean, it's not... Sometimes it's not performed to the best from even other characters, but these, like... Uh, I'm jumping ahead sort of into the story, but later when you come down off of the meds, finally, um, you start to see things for what they are, and you're like... And, and at that point, I went, oh, that's really smart. Like, the, the writing in this game is obviously not... As like it, like those guys are supposed to be that way. Um, I did. I had an issue with them being able to use gay slurs in the in the helicopter with each other, but then not allowed to say the f word. Like you know what I mean? Like but you can't they, say. But, f- but they say the f word later on. They say wait. They said fuck. Yes. But they ran over the guy, and it was all bleeped. I know. I think that was because it was like filmed or something. Oh, I don't know. That was. That was the most jarring thing. I'm like, okay, these are these guys are talking to each other, unfortunately. Um, like how these guys would talk to each other, these speed freaks, basically. Um, they are are aggressive towards each other, and there's this weird camaraderie, but they are assholes. And, uh, and then one guy runs over the crotch, basically, of a guy <laughs> with a jeep. And he gets out, and he starts swearing, and it's all beeped. And I went, what? Wait, we can say the other thing, but this is where we've gone too far? Uh, that is a good question, because I later on, I definitely hear him. 
drop the f bomb. Yeah, you're. You know what? You might be right because it was one of those sequences where the the video quality changed. Yeah. Oh, that that's jarring. Where it like has to like fade out to fade into like the same shot basically to fade out and then back to gameplay. Yeah. So, yeah. But um, does anybody know the Black Mirror episode I'm talking about? No, I, I, I unfortunately have not watched any of that show. Oh, man, you were missing out. Do you mean the Christmas episode? No, no. The wintertime one where his, his vision's blocked out? or the? No. There is a legit episode that I honestly think the creators of Black Mirror played Haze and said, hey, we need to do this. It's about soldiers who have an implant in their brain that makes them uh, aim better and stuff like that and have like communications with each other. But what they don't know is that the U.S. government has also programmed their brain to see certain things. And you think it's like, well, I don't want to spoil the episode, but... I'm assuming you're talking about Men Against Fire? I think so, yeah. Um... So they think that there's like zombie. It's not zombies, but some kind of monsters. So the 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 viewer, the person that's watching, spoiler for this episode, anybody who's watching or listening. Um, so they have this chip in their brain that makes them stronger, better soldiers, but it also blocks things and changes things that they see. And so they've been going to countries like in Russia and stuff like that, eliminating these monsters. And this one soldier's uh, chip gets um, uh, scrambled, and he starts seeing it, and he notices these aren't monsters we're killing; these are actual people. And they're basically brainwashing all of the soldiers to basically killing these infected monsters. When really, what they're trying to do is erase certain races from the world. It's crazy how much Hayes and this are similar. Yeah. Uh, and it is so freaking good. Um, I would highly suggest that episode to whoever out there listening. If you haven't seen it, I know I kind of spoiled it for you, but you can still watch it and still enjoy it. It's weird because I feel like I've seen every episode of Black Mirror, although I know I've missed a handful. This must be one of the ones I've missed. It may be. I think it was season. Was two. this season uh, series three, episode five? Yeah. Was this before um, it went to Netflix? Yes. I mean, it was on okay. Netflix. It's on Netflix, but it's not the Netflix version. Of no, the I don't show. think this is the Netflix version. No. Yeah, it's not. It's the Channel Four version. Okay. Yeah. So um, definitely check out that episode because it is fantastic, uh, and this game it feels exactly like it. These these guys are getting drugged up and are hallucinating and not seeing what's really there. So they don't see the horrors of war. And you'll see that a little later on. So let's go ahead and get into the story a little bit here. Um, God, what is... I think it's like 2047. Is that what it is, when this takes place? Uh... Sure. Let's just go with that. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't matter. It's the future. Yeah. 
It's the future, but it's stuff that some of us will live to see. And so, prove wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, um, uh, we play as a guy named Shane Carpenter, um, who works for the Mantle Corporation as a soldier. Um, they have been stationed, uh, in South America, where they are. I still don't know exactly why they're doing what they're doing. So they're going in to stop uh, a group that is apparently committing uh, uh, ethnic cleansing and crimes against humanity. Okay. Um, but, of course, uh, th- that's put up into question. Um, and then you meet your squad mates who are lovely human beings um and psychopaths and then uh it's it's kind of hard i'm not really sure what we were supposed to be doing in the missions you take uh, a plane gets shot down and you are trying to gather the nectar from the it's i think it's a plane i don't think it's a helicopter but um you're trying to get the nectar and the rebels steal the nectar yeah uh these rebels are led by what the Mantle Corporation is calling um, Skin Coat because they say he kills people and wears their skin in a coat as kind of like a trophy. Uh, So after taking the nectar, we go back to base, or after they take the nectar, we go back to the base and they say, and as soon as we get there, uh, we get another mission saying they have located Skincoat, the leader, and we have to go get him. Yeah, th- this game is uh, paced pretty quickly. <laughs> oh, oh, I forgot the there's mentions. No, there's no intro. Um, and, and in hindsight, I only understand why it's brought up, um, why why they show it to you, but it wasn't something I jumped to uh, logically at the time. Uh, you talk to the pilot of the downed ship, and he dies, except he doesn't look like he has any wounds. He just <laughs> dies mysteriously, and and Shane's like, he he wasn't wounded, why did he die? And all of, of course, the other soldiers are like, shut up! Stop asking questions. You're, you gotta, yeah, you gotta, you're either, <laughs> you know those chemicals going on in your brain? That was... There was a very that was kind of when I was like, oh, so it's a Far Cry ish writer. You know, there's chemicals in the brain; they're just chemicals. They're like, yeah, every, everyone you've ever a, loved. Just a chemical reaction going on, and basically, you're either, um, uh, and it's how you determine those chemicals that makes you either a monkey or a man, yeah. basically. And it's like, and you know what, monkeys are, or uh, or, uh, or apes or whatever you apes. term you uses apes. Are animals and animals are food. <laughs> what? <laughs> you like So yeah, I mean the game is not subtle at all, obviously, which is a little bit unfortunate because, given the world, the the gameplay, the concept of the game, I really wish this beginning hour had been more like three hours. And you really get a better sense of him starting to dissociate from 
the group that he that he's with. You know, because they talk about he he dropped out of college, he was kind of brainwashed by the media to join the army. So it's not really clear to me exactly when he integrated or how integrated he ever was at any point before this. I mean, is he is he a brand new at joining Mantle? But he's he's, no, he's a, a higher up. Yeah, yeah, he's a sergeant. Exactly. So was he one of these guys for a while and slowly grew apart from them, or or what? I mean, how did he how did he get that high? If this if he because he clearly in the first couple hours of this game does not fit in with these guys. They, I mean, they look at him as an outsider. Yeah. Not, you know, you just took you just took a like a like a dime sized hole and fucking just tore that thing apart. Eh? Yeah, like, yeah. I, just, I, I it's something I didn't think about, but you're absolutely correct. It doesn't have to be a plot hole, but it does kind of point to this game doesn't you know wade you into its universe or its story. You're just there, and you're just all of a sudden in the middle of the action. Yeah, going from one mission to another immediately is kind of jarring, but I mean, that's how the story's going, and this is supposedly a six-hour campaign, so... So they have room to to pad it a little. Yeah. I don't know. You bring up a good good point. The one that I had thought about and just said, eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really detract from it, but it's another, like, given the concept, had you crafted a better story, that could have been enough to to elevate this game to at least being memorable. I mean, i got to be honest. I mean, this game mostly, for me, has I played it and I put it away and didn't really think about it much other than, yeah, it was a neat concept of switching sides and, you know, coming to realize that you weren't really on the right side. Yeah. Decent enough. But had it had, it had a good, well-crafted story... I would have been much more forgiving about some of the other issues. Hmm. So, going on to the next mission, we are airlifted to the site where they think Skin Coat is, and sure enough, he's right there. <laughs> you happened to almost land on him. <laughs> yeah, he's right below us. And um, this is where we get our first taste of vehicle. Oh man, they don't control like the warthogs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but we're chasing after this guy. He's going into a, um, I guess a factory or some yeah. kind, of, some kind of or a mine. Uh, it looked like um, looked like uh, the smelting stuff. Yeah. So. Copper? Did they say it was a copper plant? Sure. Let's. You know what? Let's just go with that. Yep. Copper plant. Copper mine. So there you go. Um, he's running off into the mine, or into the to the factory itself. How many times did you die on the drive? This is where you do the driving sequence with the mines, right? Or is that later? You're still with. Uh, you're still on the. Uh, soldier's side when you have to drive like... Yeah, that's this part. Oh, I hate it. There's mines and you like, if you if like, your thing will blow up. Now you're having to walk the rest of the way. 
I did not like this part at all. I have somehow gotten all of my soldiers killed, and then within about ten seconds, they respawn and just come running. No, they're different soldiers. I know. It's that nectar. <laughs> that nectar. It's amazing stuff. And I also accidentally hit one of my guys one time and knocked the nectar hose off of him, and he went nuts. Oh. And started shooting his friends, including me. Did uh, did either of you overdose? Uh, yep. I, not on purpose, but it did. Ha- it does happen in a story beat. Oh, do- does that is that supposed to happen? I wasn't sure if yeah. I overdosed. Well, let me guess. It's the st- you're going down the stairs, stairs at one point. Yeah. Okay. That's it. All right. I didn't realize that was. I thought I accidentally did that, and I was like, "Oh shit!" And then I just shot all my teammates. Yep. Dead. Okay. Yeah, that uh, that happens. Um. So yeah, this nectar thing. So what I should say, what we should say is that there is a gameplay mechanic where you can inject nectar into your bloodstream. Uh, and for a period of time, you can run faster, you hit harder, and uh, you can see enemies uh, even like through walls and stuff like that. Um, if you overdose, so if you hold that button down until it fills up that bar, uh, a nectar overdose like basically messes up with your brain and you can't tell friend from foe and you begin just shooting randomly at everything around you. Uh, and it happens in a story beat later on because um, close to the end of the soldier part, uh, Carpenter's, uh, I guess, injector starts messing up. And he's going without nectar, and then sometimes it just overfills him with nectar, and it's just going crazy. Um, and this is all happening while we're trying to chase down this skin coat guy. Um, even whenever he teams back up with his buddies, um, that's when we start getting the effects of what's actually happening to him with this nectar. Uh, he walks into a room and it's completely empty. And then for like a split second, it's covered with bodies and blood everywhere. And then it flashes back. And that's when you start realizing we're not seeing stuff that's actually here because we're juiced up on this drug. And it keeps going and going. Uh, eventually we do catch up to Skin Coat. And um, after a really long sequence, trying to catch him on this bridge that's going away from us. Oh. <laughs> and I was just like, God, this keeps going. Run down to the end. Run back. Catch the bridge. Take the bridge across. Yes. Really annoying. Uh, and the whole time you're getting shot. The bridge is on wheels. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, but yeah, we eventually catch up to him, and we're going to take him back to the base. But before that, our friends decide we're going to uh, we're going to torture this guy because he stole all our nectar, and so they cut off one of his fingers. And you know, it's kind of interesting in the, in the Wikipedia they talk about. Right, so you just highlighted that scene where you see kind of the blood and the bodies. Yeah. There's a scene for that where you where you hear a scream. 
and and you're like, oh, wh- wh- what is that? Did you guys hear that? And then the the leader says, oh, it's just an animal. In the Wikipedia, they say it's implied that the leader was torturing somebody at that point. Interesting. Which, yeah, I, I never really got that or thought of that, but it, the fact yeah. that he's then torturing skin coat kind of makes sense. Huh. He does kind of get off on that, and uh, so I, I guess I'm not sure. Would would you did you would you have seen him torturing somebody? I guess so, because that person would have been alive. Well, he was off screen, right? When you heard, yeah, he, yeah, he was off screen. So, so I don't think your character sees him. But well, just to, I mean, just, there's a bunch of dead bodies. I'm wondering if it's those people because he says that he they all of a sudden know how to get through that building. And they're like, yeah, we were here before. That's right. And then they, he makes a comment about uh, people who don't fight don't deserve to live or something like that. There's a lot of stuff where it's like this game This game simultaneously needs to be longer so it makes a bit more sense. But also short enough to replay to see... it. it you know, before we started, there... Um, there's sort of a, we need a near comp like we need the near setup where like you go through the game again with the knowledge. Yeah, yeah, that that would have worked better, I think. Well, and then allowed you to play the portion of oh, okay, now I completely understand what was going on this whole time. We'll get ready to do just that in the Quiet Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, except that I'm pretty sure nothing opens up in that. Um, I do want to say, though, that the suits are awesome in this game. I I really wish the suit would return in, like, a Far Cry or something. The suit was kind of in crisis. I'm not even talking... I'm talking the actual design of the suit. okay. The the yellow and black, like, uh, hive, the bee look, sort of, to them. Wasp or whatever you want to call it, like that the full yellow dome and then the like the the paneling. I, I love that design. Um, and then uh, the pistol straight out of Halo, the pistol that you can zoom in with, and and it like kills guys in one shot. Basically, it is overpowered. I tried to hold on to it as long as possible, but I inevitably have to switch. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, they cut off the finger of, uh, skin coat and, uh, we get back on the, uh, on the ship, uh, getting ready to fly back to base. And that's when Carpenter's kind of had enough. He's like, Hey, why don't you leave this guy alone? We're taking him back. And we start in with the, the whole you and ape thing. Yeah. Again. Other teammates goes. Well, he did more than a finger worth of damage. He did at least a hand's worth of damage. Let's take his whole hand off. And everybody's like, "Yeah, <laughs> it's so stupid." And you actually pull your gun out on him, and they're like, "You gonna shoot me?" <laughs> that guy with that that accent. He just he just comes off as. You know, his look, his look and possibly his accent, I think you could easily take, um, oh, what's his name? The guy played Freddie Mercury, uh, Malik, 
Yeah. I think he could easily play that guy. Because <laughs> I feel like he has that same kind of look to him. He has kind of those big eyes. So if we ever make a Hayes movie, I know who can play that guy. If we ever make a Hayes movie, after Ubisoft's last movie outing, Assassin's Creed did so well. <laughs> We're going to try with a with a lesser received franchise, Hayes, and try and do something with that. Surefire hit. Hey, it worked for Black Mirror. That's all I'm saying. But, it uh, worked yeah. For... You're just trying to sell a Hayes movie now to no one. It's true. And I'm the audience that would enjoy it. <laughs> I really <laughs> like this game. So, um, uh, but before we can make it back to base, we get shot down. We go down and fall into the swamp. We don't get shot down. I thought they kill the pilot by accident. The guns goes off. And the pilot accident, like, now the dead pilot crashes the ship. Is that what happens? We get, the, uh, yeah, somebody gets attacked. Yeah, well, so what ends up happening is, um, Skin Coat, uh, gets up, headbutts one of the guys. That's or whatever, right. And the guy fires his gun off in the wrong direction. One of the guys fires his gun off in the wrong direction and hurts somebody else in the ship. And it goes down. And I thought it was the pilot, but he could have shot a computer or whatever. I just know that to the left of you, there's another another person sitting there and stuff. Anyways, shit goes down in the plane to cause it to crash. I don't think we get shot down. That's right. Yeah, that's true. Sorry. Um, but we go down to the swamps. Uh, it's now nighttime. And supposedly you're the only survivor. Um, skin coat's nowhere to be found, though. And so, you can't contact anybody. Yeah. But you, you can hear their, their comm system still. Yeah, you can hear them, but they can't hear you. Um, and since your nectar inhibitor has malfunctioned, you're starting to come off the drug. And you're starting to see things. I'm assuming the fireflies are supposed to be something we're seeing. I guess because he keeps because so I didn't know where to go. I saw the fireflies, but my guy didn't say anything for a while, and then all of a sudden he keeps saying, "Is that fireflies?" And he said it like every uh, five minutes. I only followed it because I'm like, well, that's the only thing that I can see, so that's the direction I'm going to go. Yeah. Well, eventually the fireflies or whatever we're seeing leads us to a rebel guy who says, all right, you need to come with me if you want to get out of here. Well, they start firing at you first, right? I thought they start firing at us when we were... Oh, whatever. All you hear is, uh, at one point, I know that the name... The name of the game is said in the... Said in the game. Um, And they go, uh, uh, Code Haze. Yeah. Yeah, when a soldier goes off his drugs and starts seeing what's really happening, he goes into his haze. I like how it's not give him more drug, it's kill him. Yeah. They're like, okay, he's, he, he's seen too much, we need to kill him now. So, uh, we run off with this guy. He takes us through this underground area. 
and uh, we get we pass out, right? Yes. Is that what happens? We don't get a like hit or anything. No, like that? Uh, we we. I'm assuming it's the come down off the drug. We gotcha. But that's how I took it, anyways. Yeah. And when we wake up, we're in, we're in this village uh, with skin coat talking to us. Did the animation get better on the people all of a sudden? At uh, this point, the anim. Sorry, I'll put it this way. For me, it turned out, I was like, is this cell shaded? Cause I swear oh. it looked like it was cell shaded for a second there. Like dark outlines around all the characters and stuff like that. I was like, whoa, is this what this is? So I don't know. Which does kind of raise a point. It'd be interesting if they did a bit of a different visual style to represent on the drug, off the drug. They pull off a Wizard of Oz. <laughs> and I wake up and says, "Man, I got a heck of a hangover." And you were there, and you were there. <laughs> uh, give him some more nectar. But uh, Matt, is this where you stopped? Uh, yeah, just a little bit farther when you when your team shows back up. But but essentially here, your okay. ex team. Well, well yeah. that, that's good because I actually want to talk about this. That's yeah, kind of the flip. It's basically the flip point. Yeah. Um, we talked to uh, Skin Coat. What is his name? Ah, it's Skin Coat's easier to remember. Skin Coat. He, he's he's mm-hmm. actually not a Skin Coat. <laughs> he's he's uh, he's actually a good guy. And he starts making Carpenter question everything that he's doing. Like, what'd you do before this? I was in college. What happened? Well, I dropped out. Okay, why? He said because. Well, I saw this ad for joining up with the army okay why'd you join i don't know why are you here i don't know don't you find well, it he weird brings that you up, don't know anything <laughs> he brings up the fact that like he, he he says um what are you uh like why are you here of all ethnic cleansing and crimes against humanity and he puts his arms out and goes basically what ethnic cleansing and crimes against humanity. Like, where are they? It's not us. Like, wh- what? What? Like, what proof is there other than someone telling you that that's the case? And he goes, I don't know. Like, that's just well, why I'm here. And it's like, do you not think that maybe there's something else going on? And then I'm pretty sure as that speech is happening is when Dickhead and the Terrible Two come back. <laughs> interesting because that as a point like that he's bringing up right here is you know trust trust of the media and you know thinking for yourself and not you know not just being a a sheep i guess and a lot of that stuff is i would say pretty clearly more relevant now even than it wasn't but it's it's weird because you're you're absolutely correct but then it's also that whole way of thinking is being used as a weapon now, too, right? Yeah. You can't trust anybody. It's like, no, it's asking you to be critical of what you see, not asking you to just refuse outright. That's stupider than than just believing everything outright. Yep. Right? But, uh, like, I think that with the same core concept, they could come out with an interesting 
sequel. Yeah, and I mean, it, it is about radicalizing youth into being soldiers or fighters for a cause that they don't fully understand. So, I wish we could have seen a bit of that whole aspect of it, too, though. The the, the advertising, that the, you know? Like, even yeah. a small cutscene of him seeing the ad slowly dropping out of college, rising yeah. through the ranks, would have done a lot more than just kind of throwing it in. But it's important to remember that Time Splitters 1 barely had a, a plot. It time Splitters that. 2 and 3 had a plot, but it's about time travel. So, like, you know. I was envisioning something a little bit like Starship Troopers. That's exactly what I was going to say, but I was like, you can't do that because it's way too tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't really fit the vibe of the game, but... yeah. Again, it, it would have had to have been done more subtly, but yeah. something along those lines. Pro-military, pro, you know, save the country. You I'm know, doing save my the... part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, did, weird weird that you brought up Star Trooper said didn't even think about that, but yeah, it's the same concept. Did you know that the original book is completely pro-military on that yep. movie? Yeah, I, I read that a to- uh, second time recently. It, it's, it's, it's totally not what... Um, Oh, God, what's the director's name? The guy that did RoboCop. Yeah, Verhoeven does amazing stuff. And you know what? If if the movie were to be done about Hayes, even though God would never be, he'd be the director that would have to do it because he's the only one that seems to understand that aspect of it. Yeah. Like, RoboCop. We got this movie partially made. Yeah. (laughs) It's on its way. RoboCop. RoboCop, the first RoboCop, is a fantastic movie. I'll even stand by yep. two of it. It is so good, and it's not because of, you know, a robot dude running around shooting dudes in in the balls. It's because it's a straight-up parody of, you know, police, period. <laughs> and it's so well done. <laughs> so, yeah... This could easily, in fact, wouldn't this be, wouldn't this, wouldn't this, instead of being the Halo killer, wouldn't this be like, this is a great game because it has that tongue-in-cheek nature like Starship Troopers. Wouldn't it be fantastic if it was like that? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it would be way more memorable if it wasn't so serious. Don't you think that would undercut the message of the game, though? I mean, I, maybe... Uh, that's I mean, a, it, it, it would have to be a diff, like a different. It, it almost, it almost be most interesting to me to see both of those things done and done well, like this game kind of as you imagine it should have been, and also a parodied version of it. Yeah, I, I think they both have merit. I think this game could have taken what it tried to do, had it done it better. I think it would have been a, a lasting game, not Starship Troopers level maybe, but you know, impactful. Yeah. So I looked up the writer of this. Um, he wrote Hayes. He worked on. He collaborated on Crisis Two. Um, he's uncredited on Crisis Three. I don't know. He wrote <laughs> Rambo the video game. So nearly. Um, he wrote Cube, director's cut. He's a writer on The Division. He okay. wrote Farpoint. He apparently worked on Rhyme and The Invisible Hours. So he's now at. Um, uh, Tequila Works. 
But, so um, he helped write the division. Yeah. I'm okay with that because I thought the division had a halfway decent story. Um, yeah, but I, I really think this stuff fits in with the, like, I love Far Cry 2 and I won't defend the gameplay of it, but I thought the writing in Far Cry 2 was the perfect amount of, um, sort of being very critical of, and I, it falls into line with Hayes because it's very critical of, um, conflict. And I like that whole way. I think it's handled a bit better in Far Cry 2. Um, but, um, you know, even, even Far Cry 3 had some sort of, very little, but some message to it still. Um, it's, uh, it, it gets better, but then there's a lot of, like, now you're on the other side, and, like, I don't know, I felt, I feel like the, the character would have left at this point, you know? Like, where we are at in the book, talking about this game, like, would you not, you wouldn't just switch sides. I think you'd leave. Well, where are you going to go? You're in the middle of South America. I guess. I, I guess. Also, we never mentioned the jump scare in the swamp. Yeah, that's true. That was annoying. The scream. Ah! And then it just flashes an image of a person's face on screen. Like, like, a, like a real person, too. Yes. Um, I think it what it was. I think what it was supposed to be was his reflection in his visor. That's actually a way better explanation. Yeah, I think it was supposed to be the reflection of himself. Also, so it's, it's Gabriel Marino. His skin code's real name. Okay. See how it doesn't matter. No. <laughs> <laughs> so did did they explain at all? Is switching instead of leaving as his guilt over what he's done because uh, that would make perfect sense. But again, I don't I don't get a sense of Shane Carpenter the person enough to know if he even has guilt or what he's done in the past. I mean, he he feels guilty for being with the soldiers, but again, I, I don't think it's enough to be like I'm going to help you guys because he, I don't know. I find it ironic the guy goes. You just and I, I'm not saying that skin coat is like the like he makes it very clear he's not wearing a skin coat. We should mention that he t- says it's a vest and it's it's like it's made of cotton. <laughs> yeah, it's made of cotton. Like it's not you know, and it's uh, to some extent like yes, I understand the the change of heart, but like. After a conversation of why do you believe everything that's just handed to you, to join the other side's a bit weird. I think it's because he has to, because the other side now wants to kill him. That's true. I mean, that is a very good point. One side helped you, and the other guys <laughs> turned on you. Yeah, yeah. It's it, 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 it's just it's jarring. Again, it, the pacing of it is it, the concept isn't bad, but the pacing of it is. Yeah. Yeah. And there's one other thing that, that kind of got to me as far as the pacing and, and sort of – I still thought it was weird that you don't see him ever as one of the one of the mental troopers, like, in that and really living that life. Because as a player, one thing I really liked is that the Nectar has a very short half-life in your system, I guess. Yeah. So you need to keep – you need to keep adding it and – 
to me, I was like, all right, the shorter this is and the more often I have to keep injecting myself, the more I can imagine getting like addicted to it. Right. I just keep doing it. It's better. Every time I every time I click this button, life gets better and easier. So I'm going to well, keep clicking this button until I'm fully hooked. Yeah, and and that's that. like that's a mechanic for me, the player, to actually get in that mindset of, yeah, I'm going to be a mental trooper. I, you know, this is great. Look how much better things are. But I never had the chance to feel that way because this carpent, this chain carpenter's already kind of out. He doesn't feel that way to start, so I, I can't feel that way. So it was weird yeah. to me that, the, like, I felt like the mechanic was trying to get me to be on the mantle side, but my character wasn't. So I thought that was a little bit like disjointed. Yeah. Did did uh, the nectar keep filling up when you killed somebody? Or was yeah. I tripping ball. Okay. <laughs> or you it's nectar. like yeah well no I was like I swear I'm like every time I killed somebody I'm like I think it I think it just keeps going the more I kill people which is kind of weird but I'm like that's kind of interesting concept that it just keeps you high yeah. going the adrenaline rush or pumps it through your system faster keeps going I, I thought that was interesting but yeah. um yeah sorry we, we were in the village yeah uh, and the three amigos show up well, apparently, apparently, it says here that um, they re- they rescued the other guys as well. They rescued um, the two the, the, the two dumbasses. Um, I don't know what happened to Duvall, who's the sergeant. Bebop and Rocksteady. Be- yes, Bebop and Rocksteady. I don't know what happened to Shredder in between, but Bebop and Rocksteady were taken in by the um, rebels as well. Apparently, yeah, and then have a shitty response so they uh they show up and are like we're gonna take y'all down he comes in and starts shooting up everything and now he's like okay you have to stop these guys well and then duvall threatens um uh, skin coat and he's like you're just an animal like the rebels and stuff and then he takes away on a scooter mm-hmm. or whatever it was <laughs> And so now you're unarmed, and you have to take out these two guys shooting at you. And you learn a new mechanic, which is disarming a guy and taking their gun away from them. And then murdering them in cold blood. Yeah. I think I will only use this ability once, because I will never lose a gun. Yeah. Yeah, I never... I never. I don't understand that concept, but okay. Um, and one of the other cool aspects is that... Now that you're off this drug and you see these guys, they look like freaking junkies off the street, dude. Gray skin, dark eyes, their hands are covered in blood. Yeah. I mean, they look like wrecks. And I was like, wow, this is actually kind of cool. And I was like, they actually put a lot of thought into this. Um, and I straight up murder those guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, their names are... <laughs> Waistcoat uh, or, or Watch? No, something it's, watch. It's, it's Lance Corporal Tierra, whatever, and Corporal... Pe- uh, Corporal... So you killed... So Tierra dies earlier, I believe. Pesci and Watch Strap. Watch Strap. There you go. So I killed those two guys. And um, afterwards, 
uh, skin coat. <laughs> We're just going to keep calling it skin coat. Skin coat, uh, he says, uh, alright, well, if you really want to help us, we got a distress beacon on the other side of the, uh, of the uh, beach over there. You want to go check it out? <laughs> and so that's our next mission. And that's where we'll stop for today. I don't mind this game at all. I think it's clearly the best game we've played. Yes. Oh, yeah. By far. No, Sonic 06, hands down. Okay, Sega fan. Oh, no, I can't defend that. I can't, I can't defend that game at all. It's, it's sort of the, if I had a ton of money, I would go around and break every copy. Like George Lucas at the Christmas special. <laughs> so yeah, I think uh, this is a fantastic palate cleanser. I will say I did have to change the controls. What did you change it to? Uh, shoot is right trigger, or the R2. Yeah, that's the same one I have. I don't know why... But in the early days of the PlayStation 3, every game wanted to use R1 as a gun trigger. Because that's what it was on PS2. I, but you now have a trigger. Yes, but that's what it was on PS... Remember, PlayStation 3 controllers weren't originally supposed to look like DualShocks. They were supposed to look like silver boomerangs, which I still think would have been nicer to hold, but that was the reality of where their controllers were, and then a bunch of people got upset, so they switched to a different control scheme, uh, or controllers layout, I should say, so the scheme didn't have to change um, with a bunch of devs, and then people realized, like, oh yeah, that's actually a terrible spot for it. Yep. So I changed it to what it should be. But that's, uh, yeah. I think everyone here is enjoying this game. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm curious to see. I don't really remember. So I, basically everything we've played, I remember. I don't really remember much of the second half of this game. I don't remember any of this game. The only thing I remember was the pilot saying, you know, I, I, I could have been a, a contender and then dying. <laughs> So uh, that's the only thing I remember. So I'm curious if there's any real payoff or how much payoff there is to the concept. Because do, do you think this game ends in a cliffhanger? I can't remember. I don't remember. I'm sure. I'm sure it ends with open for a sequel. It's open for a sequel. Okay. So yeah, I. This I don't. This is not a bad game. This this really shouldn't be on this list. But it didn't receive anything above a sixty-five or whatever. I I mean I can see that I guess. I I personally can't. <laughs> I mean, there's some some pretty graphical glitches in there. Um. It, yeah, and I know that when it released, it had some issues, but I. I don't know. I mean, 
world's weird. People didn't like Crackdown 3. So I, I, what do I know, I suppose? You know what I mean? Like, what, what do, I think people wanted something more out of this game, and what I think it's offering is different enough. And I think, like, my, my issue with the Halo Killer and the Zelda Killer and all this shit, sort of, um, or, or when games are described to be like Dark Souls, if I wanted to play those, I'd play the one that you have to compare everything to. Right? Like, it has to be pretty out there to be something I'd play. Like, Immortal Unchained. I hated describing that game because you know what its formula is? Dark Souls. Well, unless you want Dark Souls with guns as the main weapon, like, just play fucking Dark Souls because that's ultimately... Yeah, so it's... Like, I think the the fact that Halo was thrown around with Haze so much, like, I'll just play Halo. And, like, what this offers is a very different story. Um, yeah, maybe a tongue-in-cheek aspect uh, would have been nice, especially when you're on the Nectar, right? Yeah. But it to me it offers something different from every other first person shooter especially from around that time have you guys watched the live action intro for Hayes? yeah let it sit on the main menu for a few seconds okay there's a live action is it action Resident intro. Evil level of live action <sighs> it's not that bad um uh, I think I think you mean great yeah yeah, but uh, yeah, it's it's something. I guess that's where <laughs> I guess that's where they got that picture to paste on your screen whenever you freak out for a second. There it was from that guy. So, but yeah, he de- he details everything that that we've done so far in that intro. I used to work for Mantle. Now I, you know, we do these drugs. And- now I don't. Well, that wouldn't that spoil. The, I mean, I guess they're can't they're even the ad doesn't spoil it. It just says like, "I'll fight the addiction, um, uh, find the truth." Yeah, like that's not spoiling anything. It's giving you some idea of how things are going to go, but it's not spoiling anything. That sounds like it just outright spoils the fucking game. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, the the hey. I used to work for Mantle, so these first fucking sections of the game that you're going to play mean nothing. But you got to find thing. out why you don't work for Mantle anymore. Yeah, but that's not... Twist is kind of important. No. Yeah, I, I, I agree. Actually, that's why I think I'm enjoying this a little bit less than the first time I played it so far. Because you know because, the twist. Well, because I know the twist, but because the game... Like you said, it's not Halo. It doesn't try to be Halo necessarily, except when it does driving segments. I realize that now that you yeah. say it, I'm like, yeah. That to be fair, it does do that, and that's not very good. But sorry, yeah. So, so if it's not trying to be Halo and it's trying to get me to care, I don't think it does a great job of getting me to care. Hmm. It doesn't give me enough. Other like it, it's too fast paced. There's too much. Go to A now. Go to B now. Go to C. I'm doing things 
and, the, and there's a, there's there's some texture there in the background, but I, I don't know. I just if that's its goal, and for me that that is the goal, really the only goal, and I don't think it does that very well. So while I don't think it's a bad game mechanically, I think the mechanics are just fine. The shooting feels fine, especially after playing Damnation. Um, you mean guns that actually hit the target? Yeah, that changes a lot of things. And I, I don't know. Like So much of this game is okay, except what they're hinging their game on for me. So the thing that I... And I guess spoilers for next episode... The um, the when it came down to it, the play dead mechanic that comes in uh, once you're off nectar and because you start fighting the other mantle troops, um, that's when I went okay. I see, like this is kind of an interesting concept of you know a, a video game using what you've done and changing that and kind of flipping it around. Um, the fact that you can, uh, like, uh, scavenge ammo for your for the gun you have off of different weapons instead of just picking up a new weapon, that was neat. Um, yeah, I, I, I see... I see a lot of potential with this game, and I, it's just I feel like they... And, I mean, it was cancelled for other consoles, so... God knows what happened behind the scenes, but I feel like they may have, like... But we also need to be a shooter, first and foremost. Like, okay. Well, they do that just fine. Uh, and that's yeah, that's just it. They do that just fine. But I wish they had worked a little bit more on the story portion of it. And it's purely because of pacing, as Matt has brought up... Um, yeah, I, it's stuff I didn't even think about while playing, but in hindsight, like, yeah, it just, why does my character kind of rebel from the beginning? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But yeah, that's where we're going to end off. Um, if you'd like to send us an email, it's drew at ztgd.com. Uh, you can send us uh, suggestions on games. I think we have went ahead and discussed. We have... I have purchased two games that we are going to be doing. I purchased Shinmu 1 and 2. Uh, and I have also purchased The Quiet Man. Um, so since Haze is kind of a palate cleanser for us, um, we're going to be doing The Quiet Man next and then probably Shinmu because we will definitely need to cleanse our palates after The Quiet Man. Dive right back into the muck. Yeah. So um, that'll be the one after Haze is the Quiet Man, which I'm guessing will only be one episode. So uh, I I mean it's short, so it better be. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, you can uh, also uh, tweet to us. I am at DML Fury. Matt is at REMGS, and Anthony is at Intersect. Uh, and the podcast is at ZTG Phoenix Down. And that's it for us. We're going to get out of here. Uh, enjoying Haze so far. We'll see if it continues. Until next time, I am Drew. And I'm Matt. Boosh. And there's Boosh over there. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're out of here. 
You guys have a great week, and we'll be back with the conclusion to Hayes. Notion, got the kid feeling sick and flow back to back feelings with my hand on my melee. Mama told me I get stronger if the shit didn't kill me. Now I'm scrap motherfuckers come and get me. Feel me? OCP, all up in this bitch, dog. Scrap with them gang strolling right through the thick fog. We gon' get y'all, don't need no reason. You gon' fuck with my emotions, I'ma leave you bleeding, bitch. I smoked a lot of weed today. If I was you, I wouldn't feel my emotions. Sometimes I feel mad inside, and at them times, don't slay my emotions.